Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, Dan talked to me. Aston Villa 2, Blackburn Rovers 1 yesterday. Scenes. Good game. Yeah, I was really for impressed the most with part. us. I was really impressed with us. First half, I thought that was some of the best football I've seen yeah. at Villa Park for, for many a year. I mean, Martin Hank said it was the best football he's seen at Villa Park. Best half of football ever, he's seen yeah, ever, seen I think. Yeah. I think that's possibly a big shout, but to be fair, we were popping the ball around really nicely and we yeah. just we just looked in complete control in that first half and we looked like we'd score every time we went forward, even though we didn't. We only, we only scored one. I think that was the only disappointing thing from the first yeah. half is that we went in. Only only at one nil because I think our play merited a lot more. Obviously, McGinn hit the post. Neil Taylor had one that I thought he should have hit a bit better and, and scored. But to be fair, it's not really his forte. Hit it well though. Is it? Yeah, it looked like it was trickling in, didn't it? And Al Ghazi knocked it in and nicked yeah. offside. But we were just seemed in complete control. It only time we looked in any trouble was a, was a set play. Yeah, a couple of corners came in and they hit the bar, didn't they? Off the one corner. So that was the only time where I really felt we were in trouble. Other than that. It felt like we just had the ball for the entire half. Anytime yeah. Blackburn tried to come near us, Mings or Hawes would, would sweep it up, come out with the ball, and we'd be starting another attack. And that's the benefit of having two people who are comfortable on the yeah. ball at centre back because you can instantly just start an attack again. And I was really, really impressed with us. Yeah, it's hard to say that this game, this the performance was better than anything we've seen for a while. Because like you look at obviously Derby and Middlesbrough, like the two games before were, were big scoring games, yeah. but obviously performance isn't necessarily of a goal output. Because we were so comfortable in that first half, but like you said, to go in only at one nil makes it look worse than like you just look at that oh, one nil at half time. That's like whatever. Whereas like the derby game, you, you three up. That's totally different. But the game itself was, was four. It was four. Was it four? Derby, yeah. Who knows? But yeah, the the performance doesn't look as good because of the scoreline. But it was just it was just like we've seen in the middle of the game. It's just like a training game. We just got the ball all the time, and you're just going through the motions, right? Like, you know, and you have like the the tactics that they work through and the the routines that they go through. Yeah. Come down this hole, go this, and do that. It's just easy. It's just I never felt threatened by Blackburn, despite them hitting the the post. I think that was at the bar. That would have been one nil. I think it's just one of those games that you just sit there and go, yeah, it's just comfortable, and you move on to the next one. You just you take the be- the best parts from it and, and go again. Yeah, I think like you say, what you just said there's quite true. Like it's quite fluid. Like 
whenever yeah. we came forward, it felt like there was movement and everyone and knew, knew where they were supposed to be. And people, people playing off the off the cuff as well, like yeah. Tammy and Jack had some a bit where a bit of play where they were doing some nice little flicks. And I think that was an important thing as well yesterday. Is that I don't think Jack had his his most influential game. He's still yeah. very very good. Don't get me wrong. But he didn't have his most influential game. He wasn't involved in everything good that we do like like he is normally. I mean. He just creates space for other people because people are scared of him. Yeah. It's no coincidence that Whelan's having the best form of his time at Villa since Jack's come back because he's got time. And yeah. he's, he's very good on the ball, Whelan. He's very underrated on the ball and the things that he that he can do. He keeps it simple most of the time. But he's got actually got a good range of passing. Yeah, yeah. Glenn Whelan, and when he's got time, because obviously he's not the quickest, he, he can do it. And he was probably man of the match. Yeah. Him or Mings, I would say he was up there for man of the match, Glenn, Glenn Whelan. And, to hear the crowd singing his name, that's something that I didn't ever think was, was going to happen. It's almost like he's late on in his time at Villa now, become a cult hero. But yeah. He looks like his time might be coming to an end, so that's a, that's a shame. Well, that happened at Middlesbrough as well, and obviously you weren't, you weren't there for that. Yeah. Cause I was asking people in fan cams, like, to go back a few months ago, and people would see the team sheet come in and go, oh, get Wheeling out, he's too slow, he's too old, and now he gets his name chanted. Like, it's, it's like that Alan Hutton transformation. Yeah, that he's, now become, like that. he's now become that. <laughs> not one of the first names on the team sheet, but you don't look at him and go, oh, he's a weak point now. Did you see the clip of Abraham? And yeah. that little that roulette thing, or however you call it, like that is us playing with confidence. And you look at it and go, it's only one nil, and maybe you need to be a bit more conservative, but they're young, they're young quality players that they, they feel like they're in control. And it's good that we're in that position now that despite we're only in sixth place and there's games in hand, and it's not like we're, we've, we're top of the league and it's already confirmed. But the players we've got are comfortable in their own ability to, to pull off those little flicks and go, yeah, this is, this is us, you've come to play at Villa and we're going to play the same way regardless. Yeah, because many home games last season, we did, we did well last season and I'm not knocking anyone because I've, personally, apart from the player final, it was a very enjoyable season. We yeah. won a lot of games of football, but what we're seeing at the moment just, just feels better, doesn't it? Yeah. It's better to watch when we're winning. We're in complete control, and okay, we'll come on to the second half, and we di- we didn't end it great, but that showed another side yeah. of what what we can be about now, and the fact that the defence is so resolute and solid now. And Mings and Hawes can't give them enough credit, but I think the fullbacks probably go under the radar a little bit as well. I mean, since Elmo's come in, we've been we've been since a lot better. Since Elmo went out as well, yeah, we've looked we've looked good going forward, and I do think Elmo's a big big part of that. I think Dan Smith said he's always gives you a set seven out of ten. He's yeah. It's, he had a little bit of an iffy patch at Christmas, but then, to be honest, who didn't? Yeah. But he's a, he's a useful outlet, Elmo, and his delivery can be a bit off at times, but a lot of the time he does put in good crosses. Taylor, as well, has never been as bad as people have, people have made out. At this level, he's a solid fullback. He's not the best going forward, but he, he's useful. I thought he had, yeah. had a good game again. just You go around that team on Saturday, yesterday, and I think everyone was good. I don't think there was anyone beneath a 7 out of 10. Yeah. And we've, we're, I don't know, five minutes into this this review of the game, and you haven't even mentioned Grealish and, and McGinn, yeah. two of the players that we need to rely, almost rely on to, to to do any any sort of positivity in a game that we we've won a game, and they're not even the the focal point of it. It's the defence was great, Mings was great, the fullbacks were good, Tammy Abraham gets a goal, and it's just, yeah, it's just we don't we're not just relying on somebody like Jack Grealish and McGinn to do something out of nothing and, and win us the game we're just better as a unit now and that's only something that when we talked about uh, Dean Smith first coming in that he's going to need time to gel and, and get his the whole unit working together and we're starting to see that now that we're not relying on one or two players to, to pull something out of the hat we're a good unit now and a good team yeah and it's, it seems to be that way whoever's playing as yeah, well because yeah. obviously the midfield the central midfield has changed in, over the last over the last few games people have been missing like 
that two guy in Brighton McGinn had with the suspension, it did actually did in the world of good. Because yeah. he's come back and he's a, a lot fresher and he's more, more involved now. And he says himself he's playing the best football of his career. And again, he was very, very good. That run at the end, where he took it, like the yeah, whole yeah, diameter yeah. of the pitch, that just typified his, his display. I think yeah. he even gave a little uh, clinch fist <laughs> after he'd made it and won the corner. Like he must have been blowing at that point. Yeah. Well, it's right at the end of the game, we're hanging on, and then you've got a player that can go and do that for you. Just credit to him, credit to all of them. That's a, pro- the a prof- professional ability, is that a word? Professionalism. Professionalism is a word. That's the word. That that they can do that, that he could have played a ball to somebody else and just gone, oh, you, you, you do something instead, but he's gone, no, I'll you know, take the game by the scruff of his neck and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this 70-yard run or whatever. Yeah. That we've got somebody who's got the ability to do that. Well, it shows at the moment, if you miss a game, diff- the people that are coming in are performing. So yeah, yeah. McGinn missed two games and Horahan, Grealish and Whelan performed well McGinn didn't get back into the team straight away Connor's obviously missed a game because his, his missus has given birth and then he can't can't yeah. get back in because those those three have performed so well so it's good to have options as well and even like to bring people on to bring Connor on with five ten minutes left whatever we did yeah just to close down and stuff you know he's gonna get legs from him. it's a useful option to have yeah. on the on the bench I thought Doma came on and, and did okay yeah. as well great I saw a lot of people asking questions about about Green, I actually thought he was good. Okay, his crossing was a bit a bit off at times, but yeah. on the wing, at least, he's, at least he's an outlet and he'll try something and he'll, he'll have a go, Andre Green. I'd much rather see him out there than some of our other options yeah, at, the, at the moment, because again, he, he's young and he's, and, he's, and he's learning. He's not going to be perfect. Everything he does isn't going to be perfect. And I think people forget that actually he's playing on the right wing, which isn't really his position. He's always yeah. been a left winger, so he's adapting to something new. As well, I thought he was good. I think same thing, but, but his end product for me that he, he looks direct and he's quick and he, he's, he's good on the ball. But like you say, the crosses were just just weren't quite there. But we said in our in our preview, somebody said, like, "What would we do if Tammy doesn't play? If he was injured, because we didn't we didn't know at the time." Somebody said, "Would you put Keenan Davis in?" But then you might need to swap the wings to give some creativity instead. And somebody said, "Like put Codger in there because he's he will score goals based on reputation from from that one season he had." Whereas uh, What's his name? Keenan. Keenan isn't a goal scorer. But he's and more I, similar to Tamla. If I said to James, like, I'd rather you keep Green than throw Codrin because Green is probably the one that will be here next season. Like, we don't know yeah. at this point. No, you no, can no. imagine that you know, there was rumours with Codrin in January and stuff and he's an older player. Green's one of ours. He's, he's a younger player. He's an act- actually a winger. It makes sense just to keep getting them. We're winning games, aren't we? Let them play. And well, we're going to see benefits of that. We've called Green back from Portsmouth yeah, so where he was playing. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he was playing everywhere, but he was getting games on. Let's give him game time. I think he's doing well. I don't think there's much between the wingers that we've got that you can say that, oh, this one's the best and this one's the no. worst. I think you could interchange them and you, you're going to get similar results out I of I think Algarzi's number one now. Probably, yeah. He's the one who I'd say is a definite starter on, on the got, wing. You've got four options out wide, haven't you? Kodja, yeah. Adoma, Algarzi and Green. It's good to have some so options. Algarzi and Green are the obvious choices, aren't they? Yeah. I, I, I thought Algarzi was good. He works hard. Yeah, he was. He's... He's not a player you'd probably associate with with working hard. Someone that you've brought in from from abroad as player for personal. Just think like he's going to be a flair player, don't you? But you, yeah. you get to see more than that. You'd have him down as a sulky winger. Yeah, probably. But actually, he works very hard. El Ghazi, he gets back and he wins the ball back for us, and that that's Smith drumming that into him because yeah. I don't think that was there in his early days. But since Smith's been here, I think that's been something that gets overlooked with El Ghazi because even if he's not been massively influential, like we used to say, I used to say in the podcast. I'd pick a dome every week because at yeah. least he does the other side, the dirty side for you. Well, it's the same getting that way with El Ghazi now. You know that you can rely on him to do yeah, it going yeah. backwards and that's what you need. You need a bit of both. Talk to him about Tyro Mings a little bit. I think you called in the, 
Championship Van yeah. Dyke before we started recording. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're about Just to Colossus, isn't it? We're about to watch Virgil Van Dyke play, play <laughs> for Liverpool, and he is he is that good. You watch Van Dyke, and you look at the way he bosses the game. He's quick. He can bring the ball out. He's just an athlete, isn't he? Yeah. We do a bit of everything for a def- defender. Mings is the championship version of that. He's almost like he... the perfect centre back. And I know he's not beast. perfect and he's not he's a, he's a perfect footballer, like he's gonna go for a hundred million, but he's good at everything he does. He's yeah. good on the ball, he's good in the air. That little thing he does when he sort of brings the ball in and goes the other way. He loves the cross. It's just such a simple, simple movement, but he, he sells us the striker every time. He's big, he'll get in the way. Like, there's times where he was the wrong side of the players against Blackburn, but he somehow still gets in front of them and gets the ball off them. And he's just one of those players that he comes in on loan, like Snodgrass last year, and he just gets it straight away. Yeah. Like everything he does, like on social media, and like he's, he's giving it to the fans. And he's just one of those players that you look at and go, like, oh, I just love him already. He's been here for like yeah. three months. Way better than I, I, I thought he'd be coming in as a left back. Yeah. When we got him, when he, I saw he was playing centre back. Like, but oh, then okay. you look at it now and go, I can't even imagine him as a left back. No, no, I can't. He's, he could play there. He's a commanding he big centre back. Bournemouth have had him as a left back, but I read that if he if he'd played over an hour yesterday, which yeah. he did, he's now played more minutes for Villa than he has done in three and a half years for Bournemouth. So it's just been one of those signings for them where he's just had bad luck the whole yeah. time he's been at Bournemouth. He's come to Villa and he's just revitalised. He's comfortable at Championship level, isn't he? Yeah. Because he's too good for Championship level. So it's easy for him. I say it's easy for him. It's not because obviously we've conceded goals in games. It's not easy for it look, him. Makes it look easy. Yeah, he's, he is phenomenal. He's been one of our <coughs> best signings for years. I, th- I, I think we've got no chance of keeping him, which is unfortunate. Sad. I know because I just think Bournemouth have sent him here to see so what he can do. You can, you can see by that stat that I've just read out. That I've just yeah, read out. I've not seen it of that. He's he's barely played for them, and then they'll be looking at him and thinking. Him and um, they've got Metham as well, who we, we were interested in. That's a partnership for the, yeah. for the future. I mean, he's actually a lot older than I thought he was. He's like 24 or 26, isn't he? Think. So he's older than I actually thought thought he was. But I always look at Bournemouth and think they're quite good going forward, but they're not decent at the back. I think he goes in there and gets in the team now. Yeah. So I just think they've yeah. they spent a lot of money on him at the time as well. Like eight to ten million Bournemouth spent on him. I just think he's done so well here that we've got no chance. Even if we go up, I think they'd ask us for, for silly money. For him, but you never know if the player yeah. wants to stay. Yeah, player power. But I'm sure Snodgrass wanted to stay, yeah. and, and Johnston wanted to stay, and, and look what happened there. It's also like um, with him and Hawes as well that two players that between them, probably in the last couple of years, have barely played anything. Like you yeah. said about Mings, obviously Hawes was out for a long time as well, and you think, oh, they'll need time to. I mean, get they up did. Hawes did. Hawes did. Yeah, but they don't look like you, like if you watch Tyra Mings only for Villa, you won't go, oh, he's only played what. Was it 15 games or something in the last three years? Because he no. looks like a player that's played every week, trained hard every week. Because he's, he's fully a monster. Because he's so good. Yeah. Whereas you look at a player and think, oh, he's been out for three years. He must be. He must just be slow. He's lost the age. He's lost the, 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 the what's it called, like the match sharpness and stuff. Whereas you, you just won't be able to tell. He's just elite level. He's an absolute boss level. as well. Absolute. But bossing everyone around, shouting yeah. at people. He's having a right go at Tamler. Yeah. About something in the second half. And he's. He's a threat from set players. Yeah, yeah. As well, a big threat because he's just now. a unit. Like, it was a really good header that was. Yeah. He didn't look like he had much power on it at the time live when I was when I was watching it. I was really pleased to see see it going a downward. Yeah. Big header. Smart. It was good to watch. And then he just he just like you say he just absolutely gets it, doesn't he? Yeah, I love it. I love it when a player comes in and you just like already it's like whether he's here or not next year you'll look at it back on this you season and go. Fondly. He was, was what a player he was and you'll look out for him wherever he goes. Well, well yeah. 
bit yeah. like Snodgrass when you're watching for West Ham, go, oh, he's, he was he was out, he was ours once. You'll think that about Mings if he ends up wherever. You'll be like, I can't remember that six months ago with us, and he was a beast. But then you you miss them. Yeah, still miss Snodgrass now. Still miss Martin Larson. We saw right. yesterday. Yeah, great to see what those two. What a hero on the pitch as well. well yeah, really great to see that. I like stuff like that. Like I think that helps. Yeah, so the the you, I saw it in the week and it's like, oh, they'll be on the pitch at half time and you sort of think, oh, what's, like, what's going on? And it, like, it's literally like, there is nothing to it. Like, it's not some deeper thing where they come out and go, oh, they're going to be coaches now. No. Like, they literally just come out, clap the fans, then go off. It's you like, see, oh, you yeah, just remember what they were like, though. It's yeah. just an, obviously, when you're doing well as well, so we were obviously going in at half time and winning anyway, <laughs> yeah. we're happy. We've just watched a great half of football and then we've got two legend, well, no, I can't have that kind of debate the other day, two heroes <laughs> yeah. coming out and and like G and the fans up as well you go into the second half and it's just everyone's happy and it's just a good place to be you're looking forward to going to Villa Park yeah. again like I'm upset there's only three games yeah I know three games to go at Villa Park now like it's whereas a month or so ago I was like just end the season and obviously for what we do as well like sticking around for fan cams after you've just lost and you just sort of yeah fan cams was great now it's like yeah get me out there I want to, I want to, I want to get going and film stuff yeah fan cams was great because people are happy yeah when you're doing it and it's miserable, it's no fun for anyone. I felt the players got it at the end as well, as well. Like they didn't, I don't think they over celebrated at the end. It was like, yeah. right, we've won. We've got no margin for error at the moment. Yeah. We've, we've won. That, that, that's that. On to, on to next week, Sheffield Wednesday, we'll go and win again. I yeah. felt like it was like that. There wasn't over celebrations by the, by the players. What do you, I mean, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but the run that we've got left now, I think there's a couple of tricky games and a yeah. couple of games you think are easier. I think there's Millwall, Rotherham, uh, Bolton. They're the ones we've struggled with in, yeah, the, in the recent true. past. But then you've got, I think you've got Leeds, Norwich, yeah. Sheffield Wednesday, obviously the, the bruise factor. There's, there's winnable that's games. That's the one I'm worried that. about next yeah. week because I think that's massive. And you also think, I mean, this is maybe the, the negative part of me, thinks that can we go six in a row? Is that something that Villa I mean, can we do? We did it last season. Did we have seven in a row last season? I think season, it was seven at one point. But you always still feel like this run, has, this, we're playing so well, something's going to go wrong at some point. Sheffield Wednesday are beatable because they've had a lot of nil-nil since Bruce has gone in, but it would be typical Steve Bruce to shit out of 1-0 right? yeah. against us but I think we go okay they're unbeaten since Bruce has been there but I'd love to know how many of them have been draws yeah. it feels like they've drawn can find out. a lot and he's, do, he's done well to be, to be up there but we go there in like tantalising form looking like we're going to score goals and stuff yeah. so they drew 0-0 last game I fancy us to go there and score and, like, and now we're good defensively if, yeah. we, if we shut them out which is plausible you got you got to fancy us to win there, but I'm I'm just worried about it because of the Steve Bruce factor. I don't see yeah. it being like a this but big revenge thing. Is that a factor for the players though? Because that's more of a fan thing, isn't it? That we go, oh, he was our ex manager. No, no, yeah, yeah. Are the players going to care about. Yeah, it? I mean, the players won't won't give two hoots about it. it won't won't matter to them. But just in the back of your mind, you do think. Well, it might matter to some of them. It'd be typical this of of uh, the way the season's gone. Like, we were so short of defenders because of Bruce, and that cost us a lot. It'd be typical of everything's just going well. We're yeah, feeling yeah. we're feeling good. And then Steve Bruce, the ghost of Steve Bruce, like <laughs> beats us, beats us one nil, ends our good run because we have got no room forever now. No, no. We need to win every game. If we win every game, we'll we'll get top six because of the turns will drop points, and it's a huge ask to win every game. We haven't got much room to point, slip up. At that point, you're talking about winning like twelve in a row. Is, yeah, that sounds mental, doesn't it? I know it's, it does. not, it's not impossible when you look it's at the fixtures because chance and things. I think very easily we could go and be yeah, towards yeah. the end of the season, but you can't. We can't afford too many draws. You could probably afford a couple. But the games in hand situation as well. I mean, I think Bristol and Middlesbrough have got to play each Bristol other. Bristol have got two, I think, but they play each other. Yeah, yeah. Derby have got a game in hand as well. The good thing for us is goal difference because that's like having an extra point. Yeah. So we got, I think there's seven games left. So that's 21 points available. How many can we afford to drop and still put ourselves in, into that top six? 
I mean, other teams will lose games. Yeah. They'll draw games. I think games. some of them have to play each other as well. They're not all going to just win every game, are they? Like Bristol and Middlesbrough have to play each other, so they can't both get three points. Maybe one defeat and a couple of draws you can maybe afford, and that would be enough, I would think. So if we win four of seven and draw two and lose one, is that enough? I'd think that would be enough, but if I was Dean Smith, I'd be saying I'd be looking for five wins from the last seven. Because you got to remember, when we're playing Leeds and Norwich, things, Norwich could already Norwich, yeah, Norwich, Norwich will yeah. almost certainly be up. Yeah. When we when we play them, so they'll be on the holidays hopefully, a, a little bit looking forward to the Premier League. Fair play to them; they've done phenomenal. Yeah, Leeds and Sheffield United it's still quite tight, isn't it? Also, the bottom end as well. Teams could already potentially be down or know they're pretty much yeah. on a Bolton, for example. The next, the next week or so, we'll know we'll know a bit more if we're going to go and win our next two games. And we're obviously the games, the game. We need the games in hand to be sorted to yeah. see where we are because we don't know where we are at the moment. With that, it, it sort of gives the table a bit of a false look to yeah, it. But it's good to have the points on the board ready yeah. instead of looking mate. at it and going, "Oh, we're, we've, they've got games in hand and we're not even near it." Like it, it could be. Yeah, mate, if, if, they were, told if they were sixth with games in hand, you'd pretty much be saying it's all over. If you'd have told me the week after the international break we'd be sitting in fifth, <laughs> I'd be like, "No way, absolutely <laughs> yeah. no chance." If you told me that a few a month or so ago. I'd have been like, no chance. Because you said, I think this was going back to like, maybe Forest or Derby, you were like, if we win the next two games, we'll think about it. And we've yeah, won I like said, the next three or four after that, so. Yeah. I it, said beat it, Blues it, and Forest and I'd start thinking about the playoffs. Yeah. And I, and so I am thinking it, about it. it. But it's not done. I want to see what happens with those games in hand. But the dream is very much alive. Yeah, yeah. Very much alive. And we've given ourselves a chance, which has made the end of the season far more exciting than it was going to be. Because yeah, yeah. again, I would have ended that season. After West Brom game, I'd have been happy to not go to Villa Park for six months. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.